What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. There was a woman named Stephanie Warner. And this is a crazy story. This is in Canada, by the way. Her name is Stephanie Warner. She was in Toronto at a hospital lobby and she had a medical gown. And then she was in this video. She's wheeled away by guard. She slumped in a wheelchair. And then what happens next wasn't captured on video. A security camera was purposefully turned away as guards approached her. She's 43 years old, pushed against a wall, restrained her on the ground. She lost consciousness and never regained it. Now, apparently what happened was she did not want to wear. She wasn't wearing her mask properly. This is a whole, like, crazy story. It was this incident. She suffers from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. She tested negative for coronavirus. She left the COVID floor to get something to eat. And she was spotted by hospital staff in the lobby with her mask around her neck. And that's what the video is of. Like, they appeared to speak with her, these two staffers, and then... They told her to put her mask on. They approached her. They told her to put her mask on. They were gesturing at her inches from her face. They were being very, very antagonistic towards her. And then the security camera pans away. And apparently at the preliminary hearing, because they're not going to charge the guards, the guard turned to the, turned uh, the camera who turned the camera testified that he did so because he panicked and he got really anxious. So he's allowed to keep his job. Now they dropped the charges against these guys. I mean, she was killed just off camera. They apparently, I mean, the family says she was strangled to death because she wasn't wearing a mask. And I don't know how I can disagree with that. It's crazy. And apparently the evidence has been covered by a publication ban in her case. And now because the case is done, they are reporting all these details that you know never been made public before. Showing footage that a jury's never going to see. So she, you know, was there. She tested negative for coronavirus they had her on the COVID floor. They were treating her presumptively as COVID positive, even though she later she had tested negative for the virus. And then they later, after she was killed, they found out she actually didn't even have it. Like the people who, you know, strangled her for apparently not wearing a mask. But I mean, this is wild that this, this that this happened. She went down there to get something to eat. She was in the hospital for another issue. And when her sister learned what had happened they guards restrained her at the toronto general hospital and they i mean there's i'm just amazed amazed one of the superior in when he when they closed the case the superior court justice sean dunphy noted quote there is evidence that death could have been the culmination of the factors described because they were talking about how it showed that she had died from her, her she had died because of a brain injury resulting in lack of oxygen due to restraint uh, asphyxia following struggle and exertion so they strangled her and that's i mean a forensic pathologist testified at the preliminary hearing quote but for her interaction with the applicants mrs ms warner would likely be alive today and there were witnesses that said that the accused held her down by her upper body all because of a mask.
This is one of the most evil things I've ever heard of. This is why I hate the masking. I hate all this stuff because it's, you know what? I think there are people, and I, I we know some of these people. I think there are people that are jacked in the heart and jacked in the head. And I think that they are looking for an excuse to be jackasses to others. And then they all seized on this thing. Oh, if you don't get your injection, then uh, you don't care about anyone else. But we don't care enough about you as a person or your health to inquire about your family or ask if you've even had it already. No, because we're selfish clout chasers. Or, you know, you have the individuals that I think just have malicious hearts. This, this mask didn't do a singular damn thing to prevent anything, and yet they killed this woman over it. Man, there would have been guards laying on the ground if that had me. I'm not even joking you. I'm just, this is so, oh, man. It's, it's infuriating. Absolutely infuriating. So the family gets no justice. I mean, they restrained her. There was footage of it. And, I mean, and the, I've seen the footage where they were confronting her. And they get in her face and all that. And then they, but yeah, then how nice the camera pans out. She's sitting there. She has her mask. Her mask is right on her chin, by the way. Oh, she didn't wear a mask. Guess it's worth her loss of life, right? Jeez. It is a, it's a cult. It's an absolute cult. And they're trying to get a mask mandate back for airlines. They're right now in that fight to get a mask mandate back for federal travel. I will not be on a plane. I will not be wearing that stupid panty on my face. Actually, you know what? Y'all can y'all can get bent. I am going to go on a plane because my tax dollars go towards that dippy institution that regulates that. So you can physically drag me off of it. And then if you come to my house where Castle Doctrine exists and you think you're going to get froggy, well, that can play out too. I'm done. I'm done with it. I am so tired of this. Holy cow. Like our forefathers like kicked a double snakes over the Stamp Act and T-Tax and less than. I'm Can just saying, what they I'm not say? calling for a revolution. I'm calling for people to not be so compliant in apathy. Golly. Can you imagine what our forefathers would say if they saw what's going on right now? You know, I like, to think, of, I like to think of us as, you know, that meme where they have, um, it's, a, it's a wolves looking at a campfire. And they're like, wow, you know, what are these? It's like the first time meeting humans. Maybe we should approach the campfire. Maybe we can get some, some, some of their, uh, you know, some, maybe they drop something. And then, you know, like a thousand or whatever years later, you know, it's a dog. I hurt my back jumping on the couch. I, you know, it's just like, and they're dressed up. I feel like we're that now of what our, of what our founding fathers were. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber 
fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling, while the all-metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first, up close and personal, at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. I think this is what karma is. A thief stole a St. Michael statue from the church, and then in the middle of the burglary, tripped over said statue and was injured by the angel's sword. The drunken thief literally fell on the sword of a statue of St. Michael the Archangel. He's trying to steal it from a church in Monterey, Mexico. And his name is Carlos Alonso. He went to Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey to rob the church. And in the darkness, he jumped over the fence, broke the glass door, entered the church, tried to take the statue, then tripped, fell on the sword, and seriously injured his neck. So he got stabbed in the neck, Kane. Monterey Civil Protection arrived on the scene, cut the padlock, saved the wood. They had to save his life. He was, like, dying. That's The statue was unharmed entirely. So... There's a lesson there. My grandma would have called that a godsmack. That's what she would have called that. I'm just saying. That's what that's called. That's, you know. Uh, Also, a couple of other things here to get to. Microsoft is set to cut 5% of its workforce or 11,000 roles in an effort to cut back costs due to slowing demand. This was a story that I mentioned yesterday. Uh, We ran out of time to really get to it. There's a fury because the $22 million Washington, D.C. Korean War Memorial is riddled with a thousand spelling mistakes, has the names of 400 uh, of the of the dead left off and also includes a troop who survived 22 million. Did you hear this? The San Francisco board is suggesting reparations board five million lump sum payment. That's what they want for each longtime black resident. That's what they want. Reparations. I don't I don't believe in reparations. You know what? The dead for evil that had been committed was paid by the bodies of the dead that littered Gettysburg. That were on that were on the fields in Gettysburg. All throughout the Civil War. That was the debt that was paid. And I just I don't agree with the reparations thing. I don't. Because everybody at one point has been in different various degrees of severity has been held in bondage. I mean, golly, read the Bible. Look at watch Gangs of New York. I mean, for the love. And also, I think you have to consider I mean, how did it originate and who was engaged in the marketing of people? I mean, people didn't just I I, I mean, I think that's something what is it? There was the movie that what was the movie? Woman Warrior or something like that? It was just came out this year. And it was one of the uh, tribal nations in Africa that was apparently notorious for slave trade. Like warring with other tribal nations, and when they would conquer them, they would sell them into bondage. And some people were accurately noting, why are you making a movie glorifying this and glossing over the brutal history of that tribal nation? So are they involved in the whole like reparations conversation? I'm just curious. I'm just, you know, and, and it just seems odd to me that they're going to force taxpayers who never owned slaves to pay yeah. money to people who never were slaves 
It, which uh, is, it ca- makes which no sense. is California. Will like, that end racism? There's no, yeah, it's not going to end racism. By the way, I'm not going to hear no talk of reparations from anybody who votes for the party that literally made them need them or made them want them, not need them. You know, voting for Democrats, Democrats, the same Democrats who were against, oh my gosh, what? Everything. They, they, the Democrats that were against freeing people, the Democrats who wanted to wage war to be able to keep people in bondage. Those Democrats is really hard. And also, you got to think of how absolutely stupidly impractical this is. So my husband's great-grandfather, or great-great-grandfather, was in Andersonville Prison, which is now, I think, Sumter. What they called it? Some, it was in was in prison there. Notorious prison. He fought for the Union. He was imprisoned by the Confederacy, and he was one of the very few people that survived. They used to drive a wild ox into the middle of the prison yard, and the prisoners would have to eat it with their bare hands and teeth. Um, I mean, there's like stories that are. And when he came out, he was just a shell of a man. So does that mean because he paid that price? Is there? Is that going to be? Is that a discount? Or what about some of my ancestry who had been here who knows how long? Is there a discount? Or what about Kane's family who came from Mexico? Does he get a discount? How does this work? This is why it's so stupid. Or what about some of the indigenous nations in the United States of America who actually own slaves? <laughs> you know, like how does that work? You know, I mean, there's, that's, that's the uncomfortable truth that this conversation immediately opens. You have to assess all this. And what about all of the, the tribal nations that sold people into bondage and then when they came over here, when they were sold over here? I mean, the whole, it's a horrible point in, his, in any, in world history, period. And it's horrible that it happens to anyone and it keeps happening to people. But this idea that you're going to victimize someone else because an ancestor was victimized. Well, I had ancestors who got numbers on the Dawes rolls and they were on, they got a number on the trail of genocide. I mean, where's, where's that? Do I get a percentage of that for having that ancestry? I'm just wondering. You know, how far back are we going to go? What about the Irish? Are they going to get like a percent? I mean, how far does this go? This is so stupid. It, all it does is victimize other people. And then, to argue, and I was listening to some of these people who were, who were on this reparations board promoting this. They were like, oh, well, you know, and it's not even just that. It's also, you know, the housing and everything. Yeah, Democrats under FDR. The same damn Democrats that you continue to vote for. The same damn Democrats who keep perpetuating the policies that, that actually did your community harm. And you're going to make everyone else give reparations because of who keeps voting for Democrats? Who's been running California this whole damn time? Who's been running Chicago this whole time? Who's been running St. Louis City this whole time? Who has predominantly been running New York City this whole time? This is so goofy. This is a dumb conversation to have. It's a stupid proposal. And it should be laughed out of the room. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Man, I got a couple crazies here. All right, so first up, a bank customer, says Leesburg, was arrested after allegedly pounding an ATM with a hammer because it took his card and would not give it back. Employees of Bank of America were meet, were in a meeting uh, on, this was last Saturday, they heard loud noises and yelling outside of the bank. When they looked out the window, they saw a man yelling at the ATM, rocking it back and forth, demanding in a loud voice that he give his card back. 
And then he went to the back of his white pickup truck, got a hammer, and then beat the machine. After he hit it several times, he got in his truck and drove away. Leesburg police arrived on the scene shortly after the employees called 911. Damage to the ATM was about $3,000. The bank employees provided photos of the man and the truck, and uh, they went and found him. He was upset. He said he was frustrated. He could not get the, his card back. So he's now he's on under arrest under charge of criminal mischief over $1,000. He posted $2,000 bond. I mean, he could have gone and asked, you know, like maybe, you know, I, I could, you know, maybe they could just, I don't know, give the card back. Maybe they could give the card back. That'd be nice. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, also, got a couple of other ones here. There was a Florida man that was sentenced for plotting to kill his ex with poison in a water gun. This is a goofy story. Kissimmee, Florida. Kevin Jones, 50 years old, was sentenced to 10 years in federal federal prison for unlawfully possessing ricin, which is a toxin. And he was going to put it in a, in a water gun and spray his former partner with it and then go on vacation. So he had an alibi. Of course, he was caught with it. Uh, the rice and, and the water gun by officers. They said that the uh, that's I mean, that's just a bad that's a bad plot anyway. Uh, let's see. A Florida man opened the first dog water park and full liquor bar in central Florida. This actually sounds kind of amazing. So you can get a martini. It's Mutz and Martinis. It's a new dog water park and bar. And it opens this spring in central Florida. It's been under construction for some time. They say it's Florida's first dog water park and full liquor bar. So it looks like somebody's house with a pool. And it's a nice pool. Dogs can get in and swim. I mean, it's like it's a pretty big building. Um, they have a little pool outside the dogs can swim in. But they're looking at opening it this spring. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski. Every day, Chris helps unpack the connection between politics and the economy and how it affects your wallet and your 401k. What do the latest CPI numbers tell us? Don't believe everything you read. Are we still creeping towards a recession? How's the Fed going to act this time? And what should you do to prepare accordingly? The Watchdog on Wall Street explains. Whether it's happening in D.C. or down on Wall Street, it's affecting you financially. Be informed. Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast with Chris Markowski on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.